So I'm so excited this morning for communion. <laughs> Is everybody excited? For communion? Amen. For the covenant, the blood, the body. We got to come up with a, a, a rap dance for the body and the blood. Jesus. <laughs> the body and the blood. And as I was preparing for communion this morning, um, I read it in a different gospel, which is always good to do. When you read something in the gospels, go to each gospel, and a lot of the times you'll find the same story written by another author, and it gives you a different perspective. And that perspective might be for you. So, we're waiting for Joe. Matthew 26, 26. <laughs> Now, and just as proof, Ellie, because we were talking about the covenant this morning, and see, I have it written down here, new covenant. <laughs> so, um, confirmation. But, so we're going to stand up in honor of the word of God. The word of God is living, sharper than a two-edged sword. Come on, stand up. Let's stand up for the word of God, Matthew 26, 26. This is your weapon. This is your weapon of your warfare. Ready? Here we go. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, Then he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and he offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Okay, so <laughs> you can sit down. <laughs> Praise you, Lord, for your word and for Chris's interpretation. I have a feeling that Jesus didn't say it exactly like that. <laughs> but he could have. <laughs> if he was talking to Chris, he would have. <laughs> All right, so this is what hit me this morning as I was reading this, is that it was, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant. Okay, girls, what does blood stand for in the Bible? Hmm? Uh-oh. <laughs> Cup problems. Blood stands for life. Blood is life. It's the life of God. He put blood into our bodies, and it represents life. When he said in this scripture that the, uh, that the communion, the drinking of the blood of Jesus, as we believe when we partake, that a supernatural event takes place in our body, we are drinking the life of the covenant. 
When he says it's the blood, Chris, when he says it's the blood of the covenant, he says the blood is the life of the covenant. It's what brings the covenant of God to life. What did he shed on the cross for us? Blood. His, he gave his blood. He gave his life for us. And he said as we partake of communion, and guys, we can never do it like, okay, let's have communion. Here's our cracker. Here's our blood. La-di-da. Whatever. We can't do that. We can't let ourselves do that. And it's easy to do that because we're creatures of habit. We're like, you know, Chris and I were having communion every day, like two and three times a day when COVID first came out. And um, (laughs) because I was afraid we're all going to die that week. (laughs) The girls remember (laughs) because every time they visited, we were having communion. (laughs) And we were like, you want to join in? Remember, Ephraim? Yes. And, um, but wow, what God did in that time period in our lives, in my life particular, like it was amazing. He set me free. He set me free indeed. He delivered my soul from the enemy and he healed my body. And that's what the blood covenant is it's life, it's life through the blood. Can we get that? When we eat this cracker and we drink this wine, this is God's supernatural body and blood coming into our body, coming into our spirit, coming into our mind. This is one of the things he has given us. Because why? Because he was leaving. He was leaving. This was the night before his crucifixion. He was leaving and he gave us the secret, right? One of the secrets of life in Christ. Because why? Because life comes from the what? The blood. Don't forget it. Life comes from the blood of Jesus. Life comes from the blood. And his blood is is the life of the new covenant. The new covenant is the gospel. The new covenant is the gospel. It's forgiveness of our sins. Guilt be damned. Guilt belongs in hell because God has set us free by the blood of Jesus. We have to get this, guys. Lizzie's <laughs> We have to get this. We have to know it. We have to believe it. Because here we sit today, right? And life seems ordinary out there. But Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. We got to be ready. We got to be on fire. We got to be covered in the blood. Amen? Covered in the blood. Covered in the blood of Jesus. Forgiveness. Guilt. Be damned to hell. How's that, girl? Yeah. Amen? Where it belongs. Yes, God gives us conviction, right? Conviction is love. That's like son, daughter, 
don't do this. It's hurting you. Come here. Let me pour my blood over you and give you life. Go and sin no more. Start over. Do it again. And he says do it every day, every day, every day, daily. Why does he say that? So we don't feel guilty. Because if we walk around in guilt, we'll walk around like dead people. Zombies. Zombies. <laughs> the walking dead. <laughs> that was for Ephraim. <laughs> and probably Grace, Julie, and Stella, too. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. The blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb poured out for the, to give life to the covenant of forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Say, praise you, Lord. Praise you for the blood. Praise you for the blood, Jesus. Your life poured out for us. Hallelujah. For the forgiveness of sin. Amen. So we're going to partake together. And we're going to first take the body. Let's take our cracker. And anyone that wants to take some of these home, Julia would love it. <laughs> okay. Okay, everybody. We got work to do right now in Jesus' name. It's to surrender. It's to surrender and give ourselves over to the Lord his body broken for us. You know what that means? We got to rest. He broke his body for us. He was torn apart, shredded to pieces for us. This is his body. And we, as we partake, we are going to pray over those who are sick right now. Because his body was broken for our healing. So, Lord, we proclaim healing in the name of Jesus for those who are ill, who are sick. Sickness and disease is not of you. It is not your plan, and we come against it. In the name of Jesus, by the body of Jesus, we proclaim healing. Healing, Lord, for Sean, who has COVID. Healing. Healing, Lord, for Mom and Ed. Healing, God, for all those who may have any kind of sickness or disease. In Jesus' name, Lord, we look to your body broken for us. We look to the cross, and we love you, and we praise you. And we partake together this morning, break the bread, believing that what you did was enough. Amen? Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your body, your blood, it's all we need. You are all we need. Thank you, Jesus. You are all we need. God, put it in our spirit this morning. 
Jesus is all I need. He's all I need. Do you know this song? He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Sing it with me. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And as you took the cup and you told your disciples that it was your blood of the covenant. Father, we receive that together this morning. Hold your cup up. Hold your cup up to the Lord. Lord, bless this cup of remembrance, this cup of forgiveness, this cup of power, this cup of cleansing. As we partake together, fill us with every bit of you. Lord, you've created us for a purpose, and we believe, God, as we partake of the body and blood of Jesus, that our purpose will come to fruition. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Let us partake together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just sing that little chorus one more time. Ready? He's all... I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Let's sing we. He's all we need. He's all we come on, worship him. Jesus, you're all we need. He's all we need. He's all we need. Jesus is all. God bless you, everyone. Thank you, Jesus. He is all we need. Who can argue that? Amen? Nobody. Amen. All right. Grace, would you come on down? It's time to take up an offering. Grace, how many years have you been doing this now? Taking up an offering? Several. Several years. Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for the tithes that you're bringing in this place. I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for, Lord, your faithful um, fellow worshipers that are here, Lord God. I pray that you would bless them. Bless their giving, Lord God, as we give to you. 
bless them abundantly. Pour out a blessing upon them that they cannot contain. And I just praise you and I thank you for all you're doing and all that you're going to do in this place. We just welcome you here today, Holy Spirit. And we pray that you would have your way. Lord, and we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> yes, Lord, have your way today. Have your way in me. Boy, that's a prayer that we should wake up and say every morning, huh? Have your way in me and not my way. Amen. How many times do we get up and we just start our day our way? What we know, what we do every day. It's like a routine. I say we start, we break that routine and we say, you know, Jesus said it to his disciples. Your will be done. Right? Your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, you, by saying your will is by saying your way. Right? Not my way, but your way. Amen? Amen? Amen. So yes, we need to lift up Sean. As Julie prayed for her today when we were taking communion. <clears throat> we need to lift her up. She was diagnosed with COVID. We need to lift up in prayer again, like she said in communion, Mom and Ed. You know, Mom got bit by a dog in the back of her leg, so pray that it heals up. All right, and Ed's been battling a sickness. He's been tested for COVID a couple times. And it came back negative, praise the Lord. So on anybody else, you can add to that list. You know, the list goes on and on, and it never stops. So, but I'm believing that we were sharing today with uh, Ellie and Phil. I'm believing <clears throat> if we're so filled with the Holy Spirit, so filled with the presence of God, that that COVID, when it comes near us, has to die. Because there's life in Christ. Amen. There's life in Christ Jesus. And there's the blood of Christ in us that's washed us and made us clean. And where there's life, death cannot exist. It's like where there's light, the darkness has to flee. Amen? And we're called to be the light of the world. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid. We shouldn't live in fear, but we should live in, by faith, in love. Amen? All right, so we're going to get right into it, <clears throat> and I'll try not to take you too long. We've been, we've been teaching on the book of Revelation, and if you got your Bibles, you can open up the Revelation chapter 3. Actually, we're going to go to chapter 4. We got through up to chapter 3 last week. <clears throat> The book of Revelation and the seals. And the title of this sermon is called The Throne of God and the Lamb of God. The book of Revelation and the seals. First of all, Revelation has much to tell us. It's a book of warning. It's a book of prophecy. It's a book of what's happening now what's literally unfolding in our lifetime. And it was a book that was written over, well, just under 2,000 years ago. It was probably written around 70 A.D., I believe. But it also tells us what's to come. What's going on in the heavens in our day. 
and what's to come on the earth. And what's to come is a glorious life with God, the Creator, God, our Redeemer, God, our Lamb, the perfect sacrifice, God, our Prince of Peace, God, our King of Kings, and God, our Lord of Lords, who was, who is, and who is to come. Amen? That's what's to come. God setting up His kingdom here on earth. Amen. That's what Jesus went out and he preached. He preached his kingdom come, didn't he? That was his message to the world. His kingdom is coming. All right. So if you got your Bibles open up now, we're going to read from verse 4, or chapter 4. We're going to read, hopefully today we'll get through chapter 5. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me, like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was the throne in heaven, with someone sitting on it, and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper, carnelian, a rainbow resembling an emerald, encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumbles, and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sit on the throne and he who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. They laid their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will they were created and have their being. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. John was caught up into the heavens. In Psalm 78, we see that there's there's actually several scriptures 
I'll give you them quickly. Psalm 78, Matthew 3, verses 16 through 17, 2 Corinthians 12, 2 through 4. We see there that God had opened up the heavens. The heavens were open. In Psalm 78, God opened the doors of heaven and gave them manna. And we can, we can read this also in Exodus. When the doors of hope, heaven opened up, when the Israelites were grumbling and complaining about God, what shall we eat? What shall we do? What did he do? He opened up the storehouses of heaven, opened up a door from the sky, and bam, down came manna. Bread from heaven. Manna, what the angels eat. Do you know what you're going to eat in heaven? I can tell you, two food groups. You're going to have bread and you're going to have meat. I don't know, and then you're going to drink from the river of life. Right? That, flow, that flows from the throne of God. So, I'm sorry all you vegans out there. God likes meat. He eats them. He eats quail. <laughs> all right? But God... There's bread, manna from heaven. And then they complained about the manna. And what did God do? They were like, God even sent us meat. And God was so mad at them for saying, like, are you serious? Can I? I just fed you bread. I just took you out of Egypt. You're in the wilderness. You're complaining because you don't know what you're going to eat. And then you asked me after I parted the Red Sea and you just walked through it. And I swallowed up your enemies with it behind you? That I cannot give you meat? Who do you think I am? What kind of God do you think I am? With God, all things are possible. Let's say that together. With God, let's try it again. With God, all things are possible. So God gave a man to eat, and what did they do? When they were in the wilderness, they stuffed their faces with so much manna that God made them choke on it. And then he wiped out a bunch of them because he was so mad that he asked that question. God can do all things. Amen? He can take that virus and he can kill it. Amen? He can heal the sick. He can deliver the oppressed. And he can set the captives free. Amen? What happened under an open heaven? In Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, this is when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist down at the Jordan River. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, they saw what happened? Heaven opened up, and the Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. And then they all heard an audible voice. This is my son, who I love, my beloved son in whom I love. Can you imagine being down at the Jordan River, seeing John the Baptist coming up and Jesus coming down to get baptized, walking down to the riverbanks. And John looks up and he says to Jesus, it's, you should be baptizing me, Rabbi. You should be baptizing me, Lord. For I'm not even worthy to take off your sandals. Jesus told John, this has to be done because it's written by the prophets. 
Could you imagine being down there, witnessing that event? You see, the Bible is supernatural. God is supernatural. He doesn't live in our realm. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. Think about it. God, who created the whole universe, who put all this stuff into motion, who set everything around it, all the planets. God's ways, can we do that? No. That's Job who questioned God. <laughs> when God said, Job, is it you that tells the, the animals when to have their birth or, or the flocks to get food? No, I take care of all this stuff. Can you... <laughs> can you control the Leviathan, or, or I would call it the Kraken? <laughs> that's just something, that's a little joke that we have in our house. My wife and I, our little debate, the Kraken. <clears throat> but, but what happened? Can you imagine that day, being down there by the riverbanks? And seeing the Messiah, Jesus, as a man coming down getting baptized. And then all of a sudden, the heavens open up and you hear the audible voice of God. You literally can see the Spirit descending upon Jesus like a dove. If, that, if, if you weren't a believer then, that would definitely make you a believer. Amen? And then 2 Corinthians is another scripture where the heavens, where a man, where the Apostle Paul's talking about a man, I, I believe a lot, of, a lot of Bible scholars believe that he's actually referring to himself. That a man was caught up to the third heavens by the Lord. And he saw things in heaven that he couldn't even describe. That he said that he can't even he was not even permitted to talk about. I can't imagine what he saw, but by reading the book of Revelation, and you, in the way John penned it all out, seeing the throne of God, seeing a man standing on the throne, seeing the rainbow that looked like an emerald, the clear floors, you know, the 24 elders, when I read the stories of the throne of God, I'm in amazement. The one who sat on it looked like that of Jasper, Jasper and Carnelian, a rainbow resembling an emerald, encircled the throne, surrounding the throne were 24 elders. With 24 crowns, and when the angels sang holy, 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 all the elders would get up and they would prostrate themselves on the floor of God, cast their crowns down and start to worship. Can you imagine that? That went on 24-7, 100%. What's it saying, 24-7? What is it? 100%. Is that right? 24-7, 100%. I wrote that down here somewhere. Yeah, 24-7, 100%. Yeah. 
I can't imagine seeing it. It would be indescribable, the throne of God. And you know, one day we're going to see that. And that's going to be a great day. A great day for some and a terrible day for others. You know? And that's just the truth. Because we all have a choice to make. And I can't make that choice for you. You all have a choice to make. That choice is yours. We either choose to serve God or we choose to not serve God. That's simple. You know, I think of that scripture that we saw with the open heavens, and I can't help but think of the others. Like John, Peter, Jacob, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all saw heaven and open doors. Elijah saw fire fall from heaven and consume his offering. And then it consumed the 400 false prophets. These are the days of Elijah. And you know what? What did Jesus say? Greater things shall we do. You know, we only have a portion of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a is given to us in a portion. It's given to us as a down payment. We have the down payment of the Holy Spirit right now. We're not operating in the full measure of the Holy Spirit. We're not operating in the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're only operating on the deposit of the Holy Spirit. Because when the end days comes and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes upon us is when we're going to see greater things than what Jesus did. Amen? That's a, that's a fact. We have a deposit. We have a guarantee of the Holy Spirit. But when the end days, in which we're in the end days, are upon us, we're going to start seeing people moving in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We're going to see the Holy Spirit being poured out upon all believers, upon all, especially upon all believers. Amen? It says, every tongue, well, that's when everybody will see Jesus. Everybody will see Jesus. Everybody will know the believers, because when the outpouring, the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we stay, see us separated, standing for God, and performing miracle signs and wonders like never before. Amen. All right, I'm getting off there. That's a whole other sermon. But yes, John, Peter, Jacob, Isaiah, Ezekiel, they all saw heaven open. Elijah saw the fire fall from heaven. Think of Moses. Moses met with God on a mountain. Heaven came down on top of Mount Sinai, shook the mountain so bad, and it was so furious up there on the mountain <coughs> they saw flames of fire, they saw thunders and peals of peals of thunders and lightning. And they heard the audible voice of God, and the Israelites were so afraid 
that they didn't want to go up. And they said, Moses, why don't just you go? It'll be good for you, Joshua and Aaron, to go. And the rest of the tribe of Israel and the leaders will stay right here. That's what happened. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know about you, but when you're under an open heaven, a door that's opened by God, this I know for sure is that you will never be the same. John was never the same after probably writing this and seeing this book, writing all of this down and seeing everything that was going on in heaven, the foretelling of the future of mankind and humanity and what God's plan was for all of us. You know, the book of Revelation is a book on prophecy. It's an end times book. But it's also a book of love. It's also a book of like reassuring his believers that God is coming. I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for you. I'm writing all this down. I'm telling you all this in advance so that you don't lose heart, but that you're reassured that no matter what goes on throughout this world and your lifetime, that you don't have to worry or fret about it because I'm coming back for you. I've redeemed you. I've bought you with my blood. You know, I watched, you know, I'll be watching The Chosen again. I watched the first part of The Chosen where Jesus redeems Mary of Magdalene. And he says to her, he grabs her in the movie and he looks at her in her face and he says, Mary, I have redeemed you. And he delivered her from several demons. At that moment, Jesus has redeemed us. He redeemed us by his blood. And that's what this book's about. It's for his redeemed. And it's for those that are lost that hopefully us who are redeemed and our believers will share the good news of the gospel that there's a way out for them. They don't have to. They don't. They can live forever. They don't have to die. They don't have to be afraid. They just have to believe. Amen? I don't know. I was sitting there today at communion. I looked over to Lizzie. I said, well... Julie's under the anointing of the up here because she was hollering. And I and I can't stop hollering. I don't know why. It's that it's the anointing, it's the presence of God that's up here upon this altar. It's that anointing. Amen. But we'll all be amazed. Just as John was amazed. <clears throat> All right, chapter 5. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with the writing on both sides, and it was sealed with seven seals. So can you picture that in your mind? One scroll writing on both sides with the seven seals on it. Just picture Wax with string around each one of those seals pressed down. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy 
Wait, let's try this again. Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? There you go. I had to do it for just because of communion. Then John said, But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Amen? Amen. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are, in the, which are the seven spirits of God, who sent out into all the earth. He came and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell face down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. Did you hear that? Our prayers are held up into golden bowls, which they go up to the throne of God like incense. Those bowls have to be filled. Amen. And that's our job as saints on this earth to fill those bowls in heaven. So we need to be praying. We talked about this earlier. Our prayer life should be on fire. We should be on our knees. This morning we talked a little bit about it standing still. That's exactly what I need to do. That was, that was a advice right there from God this morning. Because I am much the same as prayer runner. I'm a prayer runner. Running to and fro. Praying as I go. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's wrong, but there are times when you just need to stand still and pray and get on your knees. There are times when you just need to stand, amen, and pray and listen. Because a lot of times I know for myself, and I'm speaking of myself, when I'm a prayer runner, I don't listen like I should when I'm standing still. <clears throat> I know the other day, and I, I, I haven't even told my wife about this yet, because we've got talking about so many things going on right now. But yesterday, yesterday in the morning, I was listening to Family Life Network. And I know the Lord spoke to me about my giving. That I need to be more of a giver. And I was listening, um, it was early in the morning, I think it was around 5.30 in the morning. And uh, they were talking about the giving. And I, and I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. And he spoke to me, he goes, you... You know, much is required. You know, you need to give more. You need to give more. You need, you need more. You got to give more. <laughs> Simple. You know what I mean? You need more. 
But in order for you to get more, you got to give more. Amen? And you know what? That has never failed us. Even when we're like, well, Lord, you got just a little bit left. You know, give it all to him and he'll multiply it. And you, the only thing that you can test God in is your giving. Amen? <clears throat> you know which is great? They sang a new song in heaven. There's going to be many, many new songs, and there's songs in heaven that are going to be coming to this earth to give us new songs, a new voice. It says, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God. And it made them to be a kingdom and a priest to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Did you hear that? You are a kingdom and a priest. And you are meant to serve God, and you are going to reign. You are going to reign on the earth. And we should be reigning on the earth as believers today. Amen? We shouldn't be taking a second seat. We should be reigning as kings and priests because Jesus made the way for all of us to live that way. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne, the living creatures, and the elders in a loud voice. And they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Amen? Amen. You know, I just did quick math this morning. 10,000 upon 10,000 is 100 million angels. 100 million angels. And one angel can, help, can wipe out hundreds of thousands of people. Remember when Elijah had his servant's eyes opened up, or Elisha? And he said, look upon these hills. There are more with us than there are with them. And I'm going to tell you, you don't mess around with God's angels. Because they just wipe you right out. Quickly. One of them can wipe out 100,000 men. Shoot. With just a sword. Quick. Look at the angel of death that passed over. Egypt. How many did it wipe out there? That same angel was going over the tribe of Israel because God was mad with David because he took up a census. Of his fighting men, because he got proudful. And what did what did David have to do? He had to run to the threshing floor and make intercession and pray. And he stopped it. Thankfully, or there wouldn't have been any mighty men left in the tribe of Israel. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. To receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength. 
and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and in that is in them, singing, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Amen? Hallelujah. You know the one thing I like about this scripture in verse 13? I heard every living creature. You know what it reminded me of? When Jesus returned. And he said, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Right here. Every living creature on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing. One of these days, we just might break out in spontaneous worship, and we don't know why. That right there is why. One of these days, if you hear yourself singing, To him who was on the throne and the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory forever and ever. Woo, get ready, pack your bags, you're going. You're going, God's coming sooner than later. Be ready. Amen? I'm going to tell you, when John saw the scroll and he wept because of it, on, because there was nobody on this earth who was worthy to open the scroll. Nobody on earth. You know, legal documents are usually closed by listing witnesses and they were sealed. And shut with a seal. A seal. In that seal, there's usually a thread. In that way, no one else can open it. No one is allowed to open it. Unless you were the rightful recipient. And it had to be authenticated by witnesses. Our church has a seal. We have a seal. Our business has a seal. I've had to go for legal documents, and I've had to get things signed and sealed by engineers. I had to get a, uh, their seal of engineering. I've had to go and get them at clerk's offices before. Thank God that Jesus... And I want you to hear this. Jesus is the legal and rightful recipient to open the scrolls. Think about that for a moment. I want you to get that in your spirit. Because the devil uses the law against us all the time. Jesus is our advocate at the right hand of God. He is your He's there making intercession for each one of us right now. Jesus, by going to the cross and making the sacrifice for us, is the legal. He went as a final sacrifice to fulfill the law legally. So that way the devil cannot steal one of his believers. Amen? It was done right. 
God did it right, he did it justly, righteously, and he did it legally. So that way the devil cannot throw anything against you. If you're his believer. Because Jesus legally sacrificed himself for you. He is the only one, only one. Our religion, Christianity, is the only religion that their God has ever done anything like that for them. And he is the only way. I can't help but think, has Muhammad, was Muhammad worthy? No. Was Gandhi worthy? No. Was Buddha worthy? No. Were any of the angels in heaven worthy? No. Any of the fallen angels worthy? Absolutely not. Does Satan think he's worthy? Yes. But Satan fell, and he cast out a third of his angels with him. None of them are worthy. Is any man, woman, who is created by God worthy? No. Only the Lamb of God was worthy. Only the Lamb of God had the legal right to open up the seals, to read the scroll. Only the Lamb of God. And it's by that same Lamb of God that we have the legal right to go to heaven by believing in Him. Because he made a way for us. He redeemed us. I wish I could show you that clip of Jesus redeeming Mary. Because it's so emotional. No one worthy in heaven. No one worthy on the earth. No one worthy under the earth. Excuse me, that could open up the seals. Only the lion, the tribe of Judah, the root of David was worthy. He is the one with the legal right to open it. Because he's the Lamb of God who was slain. He is worthy, amen? He is worthy. And he is worthy of all of our praise. And because of that, the creatures and the elders, they sang a new song. Think about it. Because of that, they sang a new song. The elders, the creatures on earth and below. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals. Amen? Amen. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and they worshipped. Amen? So, Lord, I pray, Lord God, that Father, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, what I have said and read Lord God, today, Lord God, would be in our hearts, Lord God. Whatever is from you, and anything that's not from you, that's in my own flesh, 
or any error that I've made have made, Lord God, I pray that you would remove it in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, would speak to us throughout the rest of this week. <clears throat> I pray for next week's teaching on the on this, on this wonderful book of Revelation, this book of hope, Lord God, that you would reveal more and more to us as we get into it more and as we read it, Lord God. I pray that we would be reminded that Jesus is the only one with the legal right, Lord God. Your Son, the Lamb who was slain, is worthy. Lord God, I pray that, Lord, you would open up our eyes and our spirits to that revelation. That he has a legal claim to us, to his believers, to his children. And no matter what the devil says to us, the devil has to flee, has no right. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the blood that brings us life. I thank you for the blood that brings us protection. I thank you for the blood that washes us white as snow, Lord Jesus. Just as you gave Joshua clean clothes, Lord God, you give us clean clothes, Lord God. And I just pray this, Lord Jesus, and I just thank you for this day, for all your people here. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> I am so glad You've made it, and you're here today. Bless them, Lord. Amen. <laughs>